cross it in, looking for Garza, backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Five Strike Final, the only highly distributed audio discussion discussing all things Atlanta United, the post-game edition this time. We're live from the back of the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library, which would have been a great joke tonight, except everything is trash. Oh, man. I, I have to share with the, the listener, the watcher, the viewers, how, how my man Sam here could not catch a break tonight. So... Um, you know, normally we have we have it pretty pretty sweet up in the press box here. Um, they've got a great spread with food. Uh, we always like to take part, you know, chicken and potatoes and all that stuff. Uh, but the best part is the ice cream. And Sam always likes to wait and get his ice cream at halftime. You know, save that, savor it for the second half. And of course, who was there at halftime today? But the legend Edgar Davids. So you say? I don't. I don't know. He was uh, standing. He was doing a press scrum right in front of the Carvel machine. So my man Sam here did not get his ice cream. And then about the 60th minute in the game, he said, "Hold down the fort for me. I'll be right back. I'm going to get my ice cream." And he just comes back 10 seconds or uh, what, like 20 seconds later, looking so sad. And the ice cream machine had been broken down, shut down. So. And about 10 minutes later, you know, Sporting Kansas City had scored at that point. So, so not only are you awesome. sad, but you also don't have a sugar uh, buzz keeping I'm very tired. I'm very sleepy. Yeah. I'm very angry. I have like a nine-hour car trip tomorrow. I'm super excited. Mm. On top of that, before this, I usually grab me a glass of water. They had, they had closed up the uh the, the machine. Water? Yeah. And I tried to get some water, and I, I had pushed a couple of people out of the way. They're like, oh, no, it doesn't work. And I'm like, no, 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 you watch. You watch. The water part of this machine still works. <laughs> it was, in fact, closed up and plugged up. So when I pressed the water lever, the water exploded all over me. <laughs> and all over me. <laughs> I didn't know this. It was very recent. Wow. I didn't want to tell oh, you okay. until we got here. Um, I was very embarrassed in front of Jason Longshore um, and many others in the Atlanta media. Oh, yeah, they Everything. were standing right there. That's they were right. standing right there. Well, uh, well, yeah, I think we're all sad, though. Um, by the way, uh, feel free to, if you want to comment, if you have any comments or questions or anything you want, if you want to get on the show, just uh, send it to us in this Facebook live chat. We'll try to, we'll try to read off. Compliment us. Say some but, nice things, because we need to hear that right now. Yeah, because we it's, uh, it's 11, good things. it's 1122 on a Wednesday, and my man Sam here has to drive back to Milledgeville. I'm sorry. I'm actually staying here tonight and huh. then waking up at 6 o'clock to go to North Carolina for, for other fun things. Woo! All so right. exciting. Let's so get into it. Let's get into it. It started off great. It started off great. The the four two three one made its long-awaited return that me and Joe Patrick had been pushing for so, so long. And we're finally vindicated by our pushing for that. Uh, it seemed like it was never going to come and we were going to keep looking dumber and dumber as the shows went on and we kept saying, hey, where's the 4231? Where is it? It's going to come, right? It's coming this week. It's coming right the now. Th the thing that really made me mad was Tata was the one who said they were going to do it. Right. That Tata was the one who was all this about this. This is Tata. Exactly. It's not our fault. Anyway, it comes out the 4231 and just kind of like we predicted, it was gorgeous, y'all. Oh my gosh. It was just uh, the, the, the speed from Tito on the wing was very, very huge in the very beginning, just like we said. Ezekiel uh, was doing very, very well in it for his first time. Everything was working to a T. Even with Sal Zizzo starting at right back, which was totally unexpected. Yeah. We expected Gressel 
to be there if we did go back to that 4-3-1. Uh, Zizzo was doing very, very well at the beginning. Uh, everything going swimmingly. We had a ton of chances, including in the sixth minute. And this was a pivotal moment in the match when a pass, I believe it was Almiron, cutting in my right segment. I, no, it was Ezekiel Barco. Ezekiel Barco cutting in from the left side, uh, plays in a pass. It was aiming for Tito making a backside mm-hmm, run. That's right. Yeah. It deflects off a sporting Kansas City player, I believe it's Madranda, who got a leg to it. It skips off him right to awaiting Joseph Martinez, who was in an offside position at the time. Joseph turns, fires into the goal. We think it's one nothing because of a deliberate play on the ball yes. from Madranda. What's been interesting to see is the MLS ref crew did release a statement said something to the effect of because he was attempting to stop the ball, attempting to stop the ball deliberately, and their eyes is different than attempting to make a play, to play the ball. on that's the ball the, yeah, I believe that's, that's the law. The law is a deliberate play of the ball, which to me, a del- like, you can deliberately try to stop the ball. Right. And he just did it poorly. Like, he didn't stop it. So yep. there, there was an, actually an incident. It's funny because I'm a Tottenham fan. He's a Liverpool fan. There was a game earlier this season where this exact same situation happened, and the ref awarded it. They they got together, talked about it, and obviously they didn't have a VAR at the time, but they did end up awarding that penalty to the attacking team, which uh, was Tottenham, and it was the correct decision. Um, yeah, so I thought they were going to when they were looking at it. I thought for sure that they would that was kind of like the precedent, and they would go back to that. But no, they took it away. Yeah, our friends in the VAR layer deep beneath the surface of the ocean, about five thousand miles below that, in their space volcano or whatever they're in at the VAR layer, uh, had a rough night. Had a rough night, guys. Uh, it seemed like there were a couple moments where VAR could have at least interjected, or at least they looked at it and yeah. maybe didn't catch something. Um, there was a moment late in the game, which we'll get to, where there was a, a clear handball in the box in Sporting Kansas City. Nothing called. Um, all in all, just kind of a weird night uh, from a VAR standpoint. And, of course, Mark Geiger, the, the head ref tonight, just getting pelted on all sides from Atlanta fans with just boo. Yeah, that was crazy, boo. y'all. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty sad. amazing. I love y'all. Yeah. Um, and he kind of deserved it. It was just rough. <laughs> yeah. It was just so, so rough. And it's frustrating in a lot of ways because we'll see uh, when we get this next part of the recap that the, the, the refing really kind of took us away from what was going to be a very, very good game. Uh, not unfairly, though, we get to the 34th minute. Atlanta has still been dominating at this point. Sporting Kansas City, no shots on target. Atlanta, uh, I believe, had five in that first half. Um, we get to the 34th minute, though. A through ball comes in. Uh, Michael Parker's coming in uh, hesitates. Yeah, this got, is where mm-hmm. this is where it got real bad. Everyone seemed to hesitate uh, on this play. The ball gets through and past Parkhurst, who slides, tries to stop it, uh, makes the decision too late. Now Guzan is caught in making his own decision. Hesitates a little bit. Comes out, takes out. Was it who was it? Kyrie Shelton. It was Shelton. Kyrie Shelton, who is trash and does nothing. I don't know how he even got on uh, to the ball because, again, he's trash. He's been awful all year. Uh, gets well lucky this one time. Gets taken out by Guzan just on the edge of the 18. Uh, was not a penalty, however, was a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. I, I think it's one of those things where this prob- this kind of situation is probably something that Tata may have been expecting when you're going back to a 4-2-3-1 and you haven't been playing it a while. You know, this was like a ball that was kind of sliced through to some defenders. They were not, you know, really recognizing the, the play as quickly as they should have. Um, but I, you just don't want Guzan going in that aggressively. I mean, just 
take a one-on-one opportunity. I think sometimes, I mean, you got to be, it's hard to, for Gazan to think that in the moment because sure. he's a competitor. He's always going to want to stop the goal, uh, keep the clean sheet if he can, if it's possible to do so. But um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that the situation came up and that, um, yeah, and that the penalty is so tough for, for something like that. For sure. For sure. So five stripes good on 10 men. Interestingly, Guzan said after the game that he can't remember ever having a red card. Yeah, I thought that was interesting to me because ever. he is kind of an aggressive keeper, I would say. You know, he's the kind of guy you would think that would have done something similar to that before in his career, but he says he hasn't, doesn't think he's ever done anything like that before. Yeah. Obviously, in a, in a rough movie after the game, too, as was most of the locker room. Uh, I don't think anyone was super, super positive about this one after the fact, but. Guzan gets the red card. In comes the Portland legend. I don't know Portland's mascot. Otherwise, I would I would add it in here. <laughs> the, uh, but Portland yeah, I don't know. Legend. Not, not Portland Timbers. Like the Portland College. Yeah, Portland the College. <laughs> um, Paul we Christensen. Know, we, yeah, we know the Timbers. Yes, we know them. This was not them. This is Paul Christensen making his MLS debut. Uh, the 70th pick in the Super Draft coming in in a big, big moment. Uh, an extreme hardship signing coming into this one. And essentially what that means is the five stripes were down to their last option, had to bring someone in, uh, brought Christensen in on a four-day contract from the USL team, which is complicated, and we may explain that later. Yeah. More. Well, um, uh, we'll have more on Christensen on Dirty South Soccer later this week. Yes. Because it looks like we're going to need to get the like number. we need them because Guzan is out. <laughs> For Orlando, of course, with the red card, uh, you can't appeal that, can you? No, I don't think so. Um, no, there's no way. I mean, he got his money's worth for sure. Yep. And for on sure. that foul, like there was no for one, sure. no one in the Atlanta locker room questioned the red card at all. Right. Uh, it was, that was the right call, but it may have been the only right call that Geiger made that would be, uh, well, not in Atlanta's favor. Right. Uh, in this game, it's such a harsh penalty, though. It's just to, I mean, yeah, to, you're essentially. Not throwing away two games. You, you lose a man, terrible. then you have to make a sub because it's your keeper, so you have to take right. out so somebody. Right, so Tito Diabo, who was fantastic yeah, in the first 34 minutes, has to leave. Really unfortunate for him. Yeah. Uh, his first start in a, in a second, yeah. But the team played well. I mean, like, after the after the red card, I thought the team played well. Uh, they, they weren't giving yeah. up, like, you know, incredibly great chances. They, they, they did a good job countering with the numbers that they had available to them. Um, but you know it's it's just so hard to, to hold out like that, and they finally got got in the uh, 67th minute by uh, was it Daniel Shallowy? Shallowy, not Saloy. That's how you say Shallowy. Shallowy. Shallowy takes the ball edge of the 18 on the left side. Uh, no one closed down. It took a second anyway for for the five stripes to close down uh, with 10 men. Uh, right footed shot curls it into the bottom corner of the net past. Our buddy Christensen, who did make a really good save one-on-one against the Scottish Terrier, Johnny Russell. Yeah, you know, it, it's tough because I think, you know, a, a, a good quality goalkeeper, and Christensen probably on, on a better, you know, moment could have saved that goal that, that was scored yep. uh, by uh, Shallowy. But um, I do, I would say I think Christensen played better than any of the um, non-Alec Khan goalkeepers right. that we saw last year. Yeah, Kyle it was Rainish, not a Minnesota United situation. Uh, Alex Tampak. It's like those were, like, dreadful, like, Please do not shoot on, on goal because it's right. probably going in. But uh, exactly. yeah, I mean, I, I have a, a somewhat level of confidence in, in Christensen. So uh, I think I, at least that was promising. But hopefully yeah. we'll get Cam back. We'll get into that later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That'll be a big discussion for the next few days leading into the Orlando gang. Uh, so, of course, that happened in the 67th minute. Um, moments later, I think around the 81st minute, Orlando uh, picks up a handball right there in Kratz country as they like to call it, a perfect spot for Kevin Kratz. Maybe not the best spot 
for him is a little over to the side, but even still, he puts it on frame, of course. Uh, Tim Melia does Tim Melia things, makes an incredible save. Moments later... Melia was on point tonight. you yeah, got to give him credit. So good. Yet again, I think he, he had a decent amount of saves Yeah. Uh, by the end of it. Uh, moments later, second verse. Second first. Uh, Kratz, a free kick in even a better spot this time, puts the ball... Uh, in a better spot off the free kick as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Melia makes an even better save, matches him uh, blow for blow. The cruelest there. part about these were Romario Williams oh, was yeah, so right. close to tapping in those rebounds. like It was like tantalizing. He was right there and it was in an empty net, but it was just a little too awkward for him both times. And we mentioned the, 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 the deliberate handball or the blatant handball, I guess. Uh, you can you can see that gif on the internet world and elsewhere uh, on our Twitter and stuff like that. But uh, player slides in. I, I don't know who it was. It might have been Beasley. Uh, sliding in, uh, catches the ball on his arm. Probably would have been a goal. Uh, yep, Geiger, Var, no one in the bar layer seemed to see it. Don't know what happened there. Yeah. Cool, guys. Awesome. Neat. Wow, everything's great tonight. <laughs> uh, and, of course, they make us pay for that later. Uh, in the 87th minute, Gerso Fernandez adds the goal to seal it. Uh, he was onside. Uh, we went back and looked at it. Uh, so yeah, Zizzo, Zizzo, Zizzo held yeah. him on. By just a, just a fraction was an excellently timed run and a good good Which, job by the AR. It's kind of a shame for Zizzo because he was um, he was solid. He, yeah, He's yeah. It, but it's a shame because he was at fault for a couple important moments. But sure. on the whole, I think you should give him credit for playing as well as he did, having not really played many yeah. minutes other than some garbage time stuff at all this season. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I did not expect it. I, I no, thought not at all. Be, I thought he was going to be worse than he was. Worse. He made a few uh, so. key stops early on in the game, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was funny at one point, Johnny Russell, who we spent our preview uh, HDAD hyping up, uh, had to switch wings because Leandro Gonzalez Perez was just absolutely <laughs> just owning his him for a large portion of the, that first half. He switched wings. And the first touch he gets, Zizzo does the same thing. <laughs> and it was amazing to see Zizzo uh, step up and make that kind of play. Um, so one of the few bright spots on the night uh, for the five strikes. But overall, everything trash. Yeah. Everything garbage. Everything's bad. There's no love in the world. Let's go into, your, let's go into your questions. I think we've covered some of these. Parker said that he talked about Christensen. Um, you know, you couldn't really expect some more from him. Richard Brown says, what is the first step towards getting Geiger banned for future ATL <laughs> games? I don't know if he wants to come back here, to be honest, the way the fans are treating him, but um, not his not his call, obviously. Um, yeah, Parker King, strong performance by a 10-man side for so long. Totally agree with that. Uh, yeah, and we're, we're going to be missing Guzan. So um, we had some other questions on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. This first one does not come from Zach Attack, although Zach Attack is up in Later in the program. We'll, we'll hold off on Zach Attack, but we go to another one of our best He had like three other questions, too. But I couldn't, we, 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 what a hero. <laughs> Congrats on your Man of the Match award tonight, Zach Attack. Yeah. Just, just for reasons. Uh, this one does come from one of our favorite question askers, though, at Kurt Chirp Street. He says, let's discuss Zizzo's actually strong start over Gressel. Does this indicate Tata not wanting to develop Gressel into a right back for the 4 mm. And I saw this question pop up a couple times on the Twitters. It's really, really interesting to me because I think it's a good point uh, that Tata may not have the faith that your two humble H-Datters do in Gressel playing right back. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could totally see Gressel not playing right back in a game like this. You're playing against sure. the top team in the West. Um, they have a great offense. They're one of the top scoring teams in the league. So I can understand not playing a guy in his not unnatural position um, in, in a game of this magnitude. So I think it makes sense to go with a guy who's, especially, you know, if you're going to go with a guy who's more natural in that position like Zizzo, uh, he's also more defensive. So 
Um, I think those are kind of the reasons I, I do think that his long-term position is right back. Um, I, it, it's not, we can't take, you know, like just because I think that doesn't mean that that's what Tata Martino is going to do. But I just think that um, I wouldn't take the, this game as a sign that that's not what's going to happen. That's not going to happen. And this goes back to something we had mentioned uh, in an earlier HDAD where we can kind of switch them out on a game-by-game basis, except in our mind, uh, it was Franco Escobar taking over in a more defensive role in these situations where right. playing a team is going to get forward more. Uh, if we were playing a team like a Montreal coming in tonight, uh, then you might have seen Gressel to try and break down uh, any kind of bunkering yep. going on. But no, we were playing the best attacking team in the league for, for my money. And it makes sense to go with the more defensive choice yeah. in that standing. It just maybe wasn't the first choice defensive uh, defensive player. But that is something to keep an eye on. Let's let's keep yeah. an eye on that in the next several games, see what Tata decides to do at right back if they do continue in this 4-2-3-1, which I hope they do. It was just – hold on. Can we talk about the 4 2 3 One more thing about it. Sure. It was just more fun to watch, right? It was. Like, it, it was, was just like so more, more, fun it was more exciting. We, we were winning the ball like in their third with like a quick op- countering opportunity, you know, like – Man, I just enjoyed watching it. And again, if you missed the preview pod, this whole attack for Kansas City is predicated on holding on to the ball and creating chances out of a slow, methodical buildup. They came in to the game second in the league in possession. About 57% of the time, they're holding on to the ball in games. That was not the case at all until the red card. It was 100% Atlanta controlling yep, possession. It, it was like, could it have been 75? I, I, I thought we were going to win this game big until that It was until going to be route. It really was. I thought I thought the way things were going, we were going to wear them down, and uh, it was just going, actually going to get worse. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to the Facebook. Since we sure. have people watching at this late at night, I really appreciate you guys staying up with us. Uh, Jonathan Daniel said, would you agree in saying that the best thing that happened from Guzan going out is seeing that we have a solid backup in Christensen? Also, is Kratz' uh, free kick magic gone? No, no. His, his, his free kicks were great. They, they were on frame. They were exactly what you want. I mean, goalkeeper just made some saves. And then the secret may be out. Melia yeah, can yeah. very much have been expecting a little more from Kratz than you know some others who may have underestimated him, but still just great saves from Melia. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think the, the signs from Christensen were overall good. So, yeah. um, let's see. Our next question comes from Goalhawk11, who says, uh, not good enough by Zizzo on either goal. It's harsh, but this is a professional game. And then he adds that Dogso is too punitive. I'd rather give up a goal than the goalie. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. That's just the rules, man. That's just, you, you know. He does go on to make a good point, though. Put away one early in this game is totally different. Oh, yeah. And, there uh, are multiple it, opportunities to, to make this a one nothing game. And, if, and maybe that red card doesn't matter. If Goal, I would have loved to see Goalhawk say that to Tata Martino after the game because Tata Martino would have said, we did score one. He did. He said we were up one nothing. That's exactly yeah, what he said. We were yeah. up one nothing, And then, you know, and it, then they, they took, took it away. away. He, he was very, very complimentary of the four-two-three-one in the post-game press mat or press conference. Post-game press conference, um, it said it was going great. Everything was going great. Everything was going according to plan. Um, expect to kind of see that going forward. I think in a lot of ways. You asked a good question about what was the reasoning behind uh, doing that. So three-five-two probably gave a good answer. Yeah, yeah, he did. He just said that you know with the four-two-three-one they were able to get out and basically impose themselves on the other team. And he said if they stuck with the 352 um they just would have been not able to impose themselves on, on sporting kansas city so they would have had they would have given up too many passing lanes easy passing lanes easy possession for kansas city in the back without being able to push up and press on their fullback so 
um, yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's a full throttle way to go when you when you just go one v one across the board and just you know man on man. Let's see who's better. But I think that you know with 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 the squad that we have with this team, I think you'll take those chances more often than not. For sure, for sure. We'll move on to a Zach attack question. Uh, he asked, "What are your thoughts on Mario Williams' performance tonight? Two of the rebounds from Cavino's free kicks, but right at his feet, and he failed to do anything with either. They were tough plays, uh, especially coming off a rebound like that. He maybe could have done better with the first one. Uh, I think it was the second one that was illegally blocked. Yeah. Um, so he did. He did a good job there. Yeah. Good job for Mario. Yeah. Um, yeah but I thought, he, I thought it was good. Yeah. Getting, I mean, at least getting credit for being on it. You know, like being mentally switched on to like be running in and and trying to." He was first to those balls both times. So you get, sure. give him credit for that at least. Um, yeah, you would have liked to see him finish. But. Yeah. I heard a couple people say they might have liked to see him in earlier mm-hmm. than this one as a, as a change for Joseph. Uh, could have gone a little more vertical, I guess, is what they were saying. Um, I'm not quite sure any kind of change would have done the trick tonight. You're just down a man to, to the best attacking team in the league, like we said. Uh, I'm not sure what you can really do to, to combat that. Um, sort yeah. of, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Getting lucky. Yeah. Getting lucky. Uh, we have another one from Allison Schwab, who uh, is a DSS, Dirty South Soccer staff writer. She says, uh, we've already talked about the, the, the goalkeeping, but she asked, um, how does Tata handle these tired guys going into Orlando? And that is a good question. That's another question that we asked game, And um, he doesn't really know yet, to be honest. Like, he, he's got to, they got to get together tomorrow and see how this team looks, how they feel. I'm sure they'll all kind of talk about it. I, I, I would imagine they would... Um, basically kind of all have like a meeting and kind of discuss how they're feeling and and try to try to figure out a plan to recover but uh i think right now you just that that is the the primary focus over these next few days is just getting physically back up to as uh, as close to 100 percent as you can get i don't know if they're going to be able to get there based on the effort they had to put in tonight combined with the pack schedule that they've got i want i wonder how far miguel almarone ran tonight oh my god was just up and down and up and down doing full out you know, 100-yard sprints, it seemed like, the entire time. He's in incredible shape, but, I mean, even the the best athlete's going to have difficulty uh, doing this back-to-back-to-back like he's going to do. Yeah, and watching him tonight, that was, like, one of the ones where I'm, like, I'm starting to feel physically tired just watching oh, yeah, him play, absolutely. you know, just, like, watching him run around. How can he have another sprint in him? But, yep. man, the, guy, the guy's crazy. If, if you ever see him in person, you will notice it right away how fit he is, like, he looks almost like reptilian. His neck, it, like he has so many like bones, like mm-hmm. coming out of his uh, like pieces of cartilage, like coming out of his neck and stuff. Like he, he almost looks like superhuman. Yeah, uh, he's, he's like zero so percent body fat, yeah. like one hundred and thirty pounds, and like five ten. It's, yeah. it's a really interesting look uh, for him. But yeah, he's, he's in very good, very good shape. Um, and it's going to be interesting because not only do you have to man manage these guys, you have to man manage a keeper who was playing uh, in front of like a thousand people at most not even like yeah. 200 people probably we, we were saying I, oh, I was talking to John Nelson from uh, soccer down here uh, when about Christensen when he was playing we were thinking I wonder if he's played in front of this many people combined in his right. in, 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 like exactly. in his, in his uh, college appearances you know exactly exactly so it's, there's a whole lot of interesting decisions uh, to make I still don't think we rest anybody out of Orlando um, I think they'll get things sorted out. Um, and Tata's just really yeah. not one to rest anybody. I think they'll go as full strength as they can. So, and of course, it becomes an even bigger matchup now with a loss uh, for the Eastern Conference standings. It's going to be big. It's a, it's a six-point swing potentially with, uh, you know, with yeah, it's a huge game. I mean, this is like we're talking top of the table area um, in the East. So, 
yeah, it's going to be big. And then obviously it's a huge rivalry. Um, we're about to get to the end, but Karen Fritz Gambone says, do you think this would have been a good time for Barco to take his first, uh, to take the second uh, free kick after the first one? Nah, you uh, got yeah, yeah, like, we, we said this earlier, but I mean, both, both of Kratz's free kicks are good. And if he's on the field, he's going to take the free kicks. Like, yeah, he's just that's just how it's going to be. So tonight was trash, and everything was always going to be trash, and your whole life is trash. And if there's no happiness in the world, you you try to find happiness, but you're never going to get it. You 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 keep trying, you keep pushing the water up the hill, it rolls back. Entropy we, is everything. We are all Sisyphus. We're all yes, we're all just traveling on a rock, hurtling through space at fifty thousand miles an hour, and nothing you do actually matters. Let's move on, folks, to our next segment here. On five strike final, what yeah. do you have another thing else you? Well, I just want to have a final thought to kind of oh, re- yeah. kind of recap some of this stuff. Is that um, losses suck? Like everyone who came tonight, you know, you probably left thinking this was a huge waste. You know, you left the office early, you went and picked up the kids, you round, you did all this stuff to get to the game on a Wednesday night, and then they lose, and you just feel like crap. But um, you know, that's nights like this when you leave angry and upset. Um, that's what makes the wins great. That's what if you just won every game, then it wouldn't be you know nearly as good. You got to have the it's every, the yin and the yang, you know, kumbaya, etc. It was it was getting weird watching all my teams win, and uh, I do want to remind everybody: yes, please do eat at Arby's um, if, <laughs> if, you, if you were wondering. Um, but yeah, it was getting it was getting a little weird with a whole bunch of teams that I like actually winning. Um, I'm sure they'll keep losing now and I'll revert back into a deep depression slash coma. But uh, speaking yeah. of Sam's depression, it was so funny after the uh, the whole ice cream debacle happened. He was so sad, and it was just so funny. He uh, he asked uh, Sam Franco, our, our one of our writers for the site, just goes, "Are the Braves winning?" <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah, and they, they did win. So they shout were. out shout out to the Braves for actually making this a little less terrible. All right, let's get to our Lebronowitz men. I don't fucking have one. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll talk for both of us. Tito. Tito was great. I'm sorry, I cursed. Um, sorry. Tito, Tito was great. Uh, I think, you know, he's, he's been um, debatable. He's been debated. But I'll say that. Do you take Russell out? He's been in great form. Um, I think that Tito came in and proved every to everyone why he's such an important part of this team. He was constantly getting in behind the Sporting Kansas City defense. Um either both on the dribble and just runs off the ball where Nagby found him on a great chip. Um, and he had, a, he had probably two or three shots on goal, I would say, off the top of my head, and maybe a couple more off. And he had some good crosses going in. So I just thought he provided a ton. And he's my runaway man. It's really a shame that he, had, he came off in the 34th minute. And that's the crux of all this, is that it, we were on our way towards a really, really good game. A really interesting game, mm-hmm. a really entertaining game from even just a neutral standpoint. It was going to be fun to watch. Uh, it was probably going to result in a win. And yet just one dumb, fluky kind of thing kind of robbed us of that. And I feel robbed. I feel robbed of having uh, found a very enjoyable game to watch. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> this was, this was, this was. First world problem. We were so close. We were so close to having something just was. really, really enjoyable on Wednesday night here at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library. But, uh, you know, here we are, and Edgar Davids is, is ruining my, my whole entire damn night. <laughs> he's, so, playing, he's playing Catenaccio uh, around the ice cream machine. I did say it was very appropriate for you, Ventus player, to yeah. uh, be playing defense tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seemed, seemed about the right thing. I'm not sitting out, Max. You want to fight about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our quote of the nights. We have, we have a couple good ones. One comes from Tata, and this one is some fire. Um, this was him talking to the Spanish press, and we got this uh, translated to us, or 
somehow it made its way through the internet to us by uh, Ryan Katniss. So thank you, Ryan, for sending this over. Uh, Tata said to the media, he said, only part I heard, this is talking about the goal that was disallowed by VAR. He said, only part I heard was, quote, it's not my problem, it's the leagues, because this guy is, is the one that they're sending to the World Cup. Um, and then Tata said, usually they send the best one, so if this is the best one, dot, dot, dot. Ouch. So that tells you what uh, Tata Martino thinks of, of, uh, of Geiger. Me and Sam Franco are talking about this a little bit. Uh, we didn't kind of take it far enough. I don't think he was mentioning a Geiger counter and trying to figure out what that was. We could do we could do an MLS version of that and just rate the the amount of booze and things thrown at Geiger uh, each game and give that as our Geiger counter. I think I think it worked really real nicely. Yeah. Um, also trash. Everything trash. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Except for this quote. From oh, this Peter is a good quote. Yeah, this is positive. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Let's John. End this way. Okay. You want me to do it? Yeah. Uh, Peter Vermees, talking to uh, the media about Atlanta United after the game, said, probably the best team in the league, I'd say. They are. <laughs> they are. Uh, probably, probably make the comparison. Years ago, you remember the greatest show on turf with the Rams. It's kind of the same thing here, too. I told Tata, this is a great environment. The club has done an unbelievable job. The stadium, the players that they have brought in. The way they built their team, fans obviously are connected with the way they play. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear yeah, from another coach, especially I, when like. Keep going. Keep that. You good? You good? I have you Gucci. I remembered my Larry Owens man. Okay. It is. It is my man who was in the locker room after the game, and very end of the press scum with Brad Kazan, who was obviously in a very very bad mood. Looks at Brad Kazan. You know. National team, legend, everything like that. <laughs> yeah, now I know what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Looks him right in the eye and says, do you feel like you let the team down? <laughs> and Brad Guzan stared at him for at least four minutes, it felt like. And I've never been more afraid for a tiny press member's life. <laughs> if you were a sports journalist, like if you're interested in sports journalism and you're watching this and you might be in this situation one day, Never ask that question. Bad idea. Never ever. Bad idea. Ever. Especially when the dude in front of you is 6'4 and jacked. Yeah. And Brad Guzan is huge. He's, he's like a, a giant monster. He's a really big dude. He's like, he's not quite on basketball player level, but he's a big, big dude. He's like a different human. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to that dude because that was, that was dumb. <laughs> I do want to get one more before we get out of here, Jonathan yeah. Danielson. And one more thing. He says, uh, let's say worst case scenario, Christensen gets injured in Orlando. We replaced him with. Well, that's a good question, and we don't know the answer to that yet. Um, there's a couple things that are going to that are going to factor into that. An academy kid, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Alec can apparently his injury is minor, so right. he might be kind of rushed back into duty. Um, I don't know if he would like be on the bench in that scenario, and Christensen would start, and then they might they would go to him in mercy, or if they decide that he cannot play, they will probably call up another. They'll probably do another. They would be qualified to do another extreme hardship yeah. for four day contract. So for someone. Lord knows. Who, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know who it would be. But um, if that happens, yeah, just just stay tuned to Dirty South Soccer. We'll let you know. Oh, exactly, exactly. Good plug. Good plug. I'm a company Speaking man. Plugs, I'm a company man. You can follow us at Dirty South Soccer. You can also follow the show at Five Strike Final on Twitter. I'm at J underscore Sam Jones. Joe Patrick is at J A Patrick two hundred. 
there on the Twitters. Uh, of course, you can find us anywhere you need to listen to HDF things. I guess you already are. But maybe you're on Facebook and you're wondering, how can I listen to these guys in my ear holes uh, and not just stare at their ugly faces? You can go to any any podcast type thing that we play HDF Pretty on. much. The big yeah. ones. iTunes and uh, Google Play. It's exactly. on there. And then go rate us. If five you, stars. If you want us somewhere else, just us. hit us up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd make us feel better, at least, because everything's been trash. Davies owes me five stars on iTunes, at least. Yeah, that's his yeah, penance. yeah. That's his penance. I mean, if he can't get you ice cream, then yeah, that's five stars. Exactly. I'm still going to have to figure out who that guy is. I don't know. Uh, all I know is, uh, is, is the ice cream guy look, from now on. Yeah, yeah. good luck tracking him down. Mm. All right. That's going to wrap things up here on Five Stripe Final. Uh, Orlando, of course, coming on Sunday. We'll have a preview pod to you at some point. Yeah. Uh, preview HDAD. I don't know quite when we're going to do we'll that since to, I'm on the we'll road, but we're going to figure that, that out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we should be able to do it, but we'll see. Uh, we're going to get that to you guys. Uh, love you guys. Love you, Max. Max, thanks for tuning in on the show today. Even though I wanted to fight you earlier, we're going to get along. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Um, and, and to clarify, I know I've been really pessimistic for this one, but it was just one loss. It was a rough loss for sure. It was kind of a bummer, but, you know, long season, and we're still very much at or near the top of the table. I think look right now, actually. Uh, I'm assuming we're still top. Uh, but, yeah. 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 NYCFC didn't play today, so we're still top. There we go. Perfect. I think. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, let's do some shout outs. Shout out to Ryan Catney, shout out to Christian Monica, Keaton Stevens. Uh, let's give Mikey Alfano a shout out as well. And shout out to Beard Murak and Dalvin Glover along with Stanfield. And why not? Let's go Jeff Tweedy. Jeff Tweedy, I like Jeff. Shout out Jorge Fielder, shout out Justin Bellhuis, shout out Chris Ramondi, and uh, I guess shout out Justin Bellhuis again. I wrote his name down twice, so there you go. There we go. There you go, Justin, you owe me. Perfect, perfect. Five stripes lose this one. Final score, two to nothing. Back again on Sunday against Orlando. Bye, y'all. See ya. Bye.